Welcome to All Axes. My name is Teelan Henderson and I'll be your host. Today we're doing something new. This is the first episode in our series of Tech Zone Talks in which we bring on two industry experts to discuss different techniques or points of view in manufacturing today. To discuss part inspection on the machine or using a CMM are Joe Kramer and Mike Kirscher, both with Mazak. And between the two of them, they have over 90 years of manufacturing experience. So you're going to insult us with age already. Yeah, but now I'm just going to get out of your way. So, okay. gentlemen, please. All right. Thanks, Dylan. My name is Joe Kramer. I'm the CyberTech Product Manager here at Mazak. I'm Mike Kersher. I'm an application and technical specialist here at Mazak. What we're going to do is, uh, as you said, we're going to talk about pros and cons of uh, using spindle probes on machine tools for inspection, um, setup parts, things of that nature. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I think I think where we really start off is that then the, on the base level is usually probes are are frequently they're used for just playing finding out if something's there. So uh, they're frequently used to to verify that maybe the part or the fixture or something is ready to go. So, yeah, or check for material. Check for material. You know. Check the stock that's on material. So these are actually forms of part inspection, but they're you know they're very basic in nature. Um, but they can be really important, you know, especially like in automated settings where people aren't around. Uh, I always recommend to customers to, you know, probe should be the first tool that goes in the spindle. Yeah. Just make sure that things are what, what, what you expect. Particularly if you got a really expensive part. Yeah, exactly. You, you uh, don't have much uh, opportunity to scrap something like that. So the better off uh, you are when you probe it better chance of not creating that scrap part. Yeah, and, and, and at least, you know, having the part that you thought you had or the raw material that you had and all that kind of thing. So that's always a good place to start. Always encourage using probes, but you can use them for other things too. They're used in processes sometimes. Like in turning centers, we use them a lot for a gauge pass, you know, where, yeah. we, where we might want to check how much stock is left before we come back with our finished tool. That's a very common technique. It helps the finish tool. It's probably one of the most common applications. And, and I think it, it helps the finish tool take a, a consistent amount of stock and therefore keeps your process variability down. Yeah. It's really stable process, to. hold tighter tolerances. You could even use them to, uh, in theory, detect, I'm going to call it thermal distortion, by probing the part or probing a fixed item on the machine tool measure the two and make adjustments based on that so it's it's quite the tool yep so yeah it's something we we, we encourage people and and I, I think we find too that almost every machine you know I, I wouldn't say every machine but it's a very common option on machine tools anymore I think yeah. the, the the public has learned to uh, to use probes I bet 80% of our machining centers or multitasking machines have probes absolutely all right, we'll point out that on some applications, it's not a good tool if it's uh, really high volume, you know, adding cycle time yeah. in to check. So, you know, the automotive guys, you know, they have a very robust, robust fixture and process to make sure that it's loaded properly because um, they can't afford 30 seconds, 45 seconds to yeah, check the part. Yeah, yeah. And it it's got to go in rank. Yeah, and it does take that long. And you are sacrificing, you know, like you say, at least 20 seconds every time you bring it in and try to at least touch off even one place. You're going you're gonna to use up at least 20 seconds of cycle time. So, pros and cons. Yep, pros and cons. So I guess we need really need to get in the meat of this and let's talk about uh, true part inspection, you know, where you're trying to uh, check a part. Did you achieve the tolerance you wanted? You're trying to, to turn my machine tool into a CMM. Yeah, maybe. 
Maybe that's. I guess that's really what we want to talk about. You know, what, what do we want to do here? Do we want to try to to uh, make a machine tool CMM? I mean, they are similar. Yep. Um, the the axes movements are similar, and and to be honest, you know, CMMs kind of get by with not necessarily being quite as strong and robust as machine tools, but they get by with a lot of electronic compensation, or you know, True. volumetric compensation for their workspace. And um, that's how they get by with, you know, making accurate measurements. Uh, so machine tools can kind of make those same measurements. And a lot of times do it much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. CMMs are not inexpensive. I mean, you know, there's a lot of range of CMMs. True. There's everything from simple arms to really complex, you know, Six, CMMs. $700,000 Yeah, exactly. CMMs that rival the price of a machine tool for sure. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's not always the, the best thing. And, and, you know, do you want to consume a machine tool with inspection rather than cutting metal? I mean, most well, that's the big question. Everybody, that's the big argument is I'm not using my machine to check a part. I'm going to use it to make chips. Right. Um, but if you've got a part that you need to check before you take it out of the machine, you have no choice but to try to do some probing, inspection, measurement while it's still in the machine in a clamped state. Right, and 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 you maybe again, uh, if it's a really expensive part, and just getting it on and off the machine is a big deal, uh, you may want to check it before it ever comes off the machine because you might be able to recover. You know, if if you're back to that expensive part, we're trying not to scrap. The expensive part, we're trying not yeah. to scrap. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of different avenues you can you go know, here. And it can you know you can have better throughput by checking on the machine. Um, if you take the part off the machine, send it to the lab. Uh, waiting for first article, you may, depending upon your application or the system you're using, you got to wait for those results. That might be hours, could be the next day. Yeah. Do you let that machine sit, sit idle? Sit there and do nothing? Uh, yeah. That would be a good application for a palletized system like a Palatech. Right, yeah. So bring, while you're waiting on that part, it can be bring running something, something else. else. In. Yeah, yeah. You bring something else into the, uh, into the machine and, and keep that spindle utilization up because that's really what you're trying to do. But, uh, you know, I, I think inspection can be part of that. It is tricky in terms of depending upon, you know, what you want to spend your time on. But like you say, waiting for results is not a good deal at all. No. That, 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 you know, waiting for results and having a spindle sit there doing nothing, that's, that's just... And, and part tolerances come into play. I mean, Absolutely. you do have stack up of tolerances on any device, but, you know, on a machine tool, the probe has a tolerance the machine has a tolerance yeah and if those exceed what you're trying to hold on the part itself um, you have no choice but to put it on a CMM that probably functions to slightly tighter tolerances than the machine tool does well and then yeah and the CMM I think just lives a a more pleasant life let's say <laughs> you know it doesn't you mean it doesn't have bumps and crashes it doesn't have bumps there's a go yeah bumps is always a good term but yes the yeah, machine tool you know goes through uh, throwing a lot more force around than uh, moving a stylus around on a CMM so uh, that's that's the thing that can make things change and so if you're going to use your machine tool as a CMM you better keep it calibrated. It's really what Good it boils part. down to. You've got to you've got to have some methodology in your facility. You know, you probably can't be going back to the vendor for this all the time. You're going to have to have it kind of close to home, to where you're going to need to be able to check 
and be sure that your machine is where you think it is. Yeah, you need an artifact, something to check back to. Something to um, check back to, and when the results don't match, you got to have the expertise in-house to know yeah. where to go. To is do. it the probe? Is it the machine? Right. You know, did somebody bump it and not tell you? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all yeah. those things happen. We've, we've had a customer who basically, in a palletized system, actually had his, one of the machines dedicated to being essentially an inspection yeah. device. You they're, know? they're checking hundreds of features on these parts. Right. Complicated parts. They still go to a CMM afterwards. But because it, of the nature of the parts, they still have to do that. But they're doing their comparisons, and it's it's quite good. Very similar yeah. machine tool to the CMM. Yeah, and and, and that what, I think what's cool about that is because you you have that then right in the palletized system, you can get immediate results. In yeah. other words, you can cut it even if it's not on the same machine, but you can you know automatically run it down to the other machine. You've got that two pallet changer on it to where it can cycle in, cycle out, you know, and keep spindle utilization even on that machine up. Um, and, uh, and and get some good results and, and, and verify that your process and there's times when the CMMs still have an advantage. Some parts have to be checked in an unrestrained state. Some have to be normalized before they can be checked. Yeah. So they got to go to the lab and sit so, for 24 hours. Yeah. So, so we're not saying you don't need a CMM, but there are many, many advantages to using that spindle probe on your machine. Tool. Absolutely, absolutely. It can help, you know. That whole bit about restrained parts and unrestrained parts is a big deal because, uh, you know, uh, whenever we're cutting metal, we're, we're going to put some pressure on the part, squeeze a little bit, and it may not uh, be exactly the same when we let loose of it. So exactly. That's, a, that's always a big deal, and especially on thin wall stuff or anything like that. There's a lot of software nowadays, too, to help you out on getting data out of a machine. Yeah, they've, they've simplified it for us. Yeah. it's A lot of canned routines. and Canned routines, and there's even software out there to get to get reports that look like CMM reports, even yep. from probe data, you know, where at one time it, you know, was kind of hard to to uh, read the probe data out or even getting it printed. Yeah, I mean, the, the Renishaw Inspection Plus software works really well. Probably got, I don't know, 15 to 20 routines. And we have MazaCheck, you yeah. know, for checking parts and checking the machine tool. Much easier than it used to be. A lot easier. Although, to be. truly inspecting a part, like the guys we were talking about to check a couple hundred parts or a couple hundred features, that's, they're writing a part program to do that. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's pretty elaborate. Yeah, and, and you know, yeah, I, the you know some of the the, the Mesa check stuff is, is almost like Mesa troll, and that it, 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 it's conversational programming for running your probe. I'd say is a good way of describing it. So it makes it easy to use the probe, but uh, it's not optimized to to do hundreds of checks. No, I don't know when. Uh, scanning probes became available I want I don't know five six seven years ago but prior to that everything was touch trigger right so to check a lot of features on a machine tool it was beep beep beep, beep. yeah now with a scanning probe we can we can sweep a surface a bore, uh, a bore much much faster much much faster and collect tons of data yeah so it's actually more accurate because you got more points that you're taking yeah, yeah. so another advantage to uh inspection on the machine using yeah, probes yeah. with today's technology. Yeah, the, 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 some of the scanning is a little a little pricey, you know, but uh, it sure. does give you a lot of capability in terms of 
truly finding what a surface is. Yeah, but you know, a scanning probe, depending upon the machine, I don't, you know, I don't know, seventy-five, eighty-five thousand dollars versus if I don't have a CMM, do I go buy one, or am I jobbing that out and paying for the oh, parts yeah. to be inspected? Yeah. So, sounds like a lot, but depending upon your shop and what your capabilities are, Absolutely. it could be very reasonable. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah. Um, Solid processes and good techniques. You know, you can't you can't inspect quality into a part. Nope. So you've got to have you know, you know, you want to develop a good solid process is what it boils down to. And it's kind of back to those automotive examples that you were given before, where you know they put a lot of time and energy oh, sure. into getting a, a truly robust process they can depend on. Those are the guys that drove the Six Sigma or the Toyota production systems, and that is. Everything's got to be high quality, debugged, and yeah. you know. Yeah, and, and even with. I'm going to make good parts no matter what. Yeah, even without inspecting, I know that I'm making good parts because I believe in my process and because I've proven that my process is capable. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as Robust, that. solid. Yep. This kind of conversation goes around more of that variety thing where you're using a probe to do this, you're using a probe to do that, you know, where you've got maybe a little bit more variety to your parts that you're making where you're not making the same parts all the time. Um, yeah, there's a you know there's a million uses for a probe. Everybody gets you know pretty creative with how they use them. But um, as we said, probably eighty percent of our machines are sold with them, and you know more and more customers are taking advantage of that. Yeah. All right, I need because this is how my brain works, Joe. I need a conclusion. When do you use uh, a CMM to probe a part <laughs> versus the machine? Ooh, million dollar question. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see some of the things. Well, parts that have to be normalized, mm -hmm. soak, have to come off, they have to be in an unrestrained state would be one. Maybe complicated your, parts. Maybe if your customer demands that it's done back, you know, oh, traceable yeah. to a Bureau of Standards. <laughs> Aerospace standards. parts. You know, um, you know, you're making a jet engine part. Um, <laughs> those engine manufacturers, they want to know that that's a good part and what CMM checked it and what is it standard set to and things of that nature, like Mike said. Um, so yeah, I mean, so a lot of accountability situations speed, call for a CMM. Sometimes speed. Um, CMMs are probably still can check a part faster than the machine tool can. Okay. Um, typically. And Mike, I'm going to ask you the opposite. When would you uh, you uh, inspect on a machine? Well, yeah, I, I think inspecting on a machine is is a tool that's in your toolbox to help you build that robust process we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So in other words, it, it can be, you know, whether it's as simple as that gauge pass on the two axis lathe or whether it can be a decision making tool of do I take two passes on this or four passes on this or whatever. It's a tool to help you make a more robust process. If you're going to consider doing part inspection on a machine, you better have the skill set in your facility that can make sure that machine stays calibrated and stays accurate, you know, and uh, that might mean that you invest in a ball bar system on your own and know how to use it, and it might mean that you, uh, you know, or have an artifact or something that you can reference, something like that, so. Cool. Yeah. So, some good, some bad. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's no, never a simple answer to these questions, and <laughs> that's why we all have jobs. <laughs> well, Mike and Joe, thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about this, visit mazakusa.com, or to learn more about part probing, visit renishaw.com. 
Thanks, Dylan. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe to All Axes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, or you can always visit our website at mazakusa.com for the latest episode.